Welcome to Sisters of the Strange. Welcome back. Today we have with us Kaveh Hamadani. And we are going to discuss with him his upcoming projects. Some fun stuff he's doing up at college right now. How we can find him, support him, follow him, and get into some of his likes of a certain genre of movies. So, welcome. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Hello, Kaveh. I guess, first of all, I want to hear about this project, The Town. Um, I saw... Well, actually, go ahead. Are, is the Indiegogo live right now? It is live as we're speaking, yes. Amazing. Please go ahead and tell us a little bit about The Town. Um, well, The Town is a miniseries right now. I'm focused on the pilot, and it's about a girl named Mia who comes from a dysfunctional family, and she is forced to move in with her grandparents, and she soon realizes her grandparents, her cousins, their whole family is part of the gangster mafia life. So they kind of take her in and they show her the ropes to defend against rival families and FBI agents coming after them. And this is based in? Oh, Washington State. Washington State. Everything's either New York or New Jersey. Yeah. Is there mafia yeah. in, New- in Washington? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> there is you- now. <laughs> yeah. What did you decide on Washington? Uh, I'm too broke to go to another state, so I just said use whatever I could. So you're right, in what Washington you know. State? Yes, I am. Very cool. Where Where did this come from? It's my passion for mafia stuff. I mean, I just love it. I mean, during this pandemic, I was just rewatching. I think everything mafia related. And I was just like, this is a genre that I really want to focus on because I, my dad is a huge mafia fanatic, so he knows so much about the five families and about the old lifestyle, and he just gave me like a history lesson on all of them. That's right. amazing. Kave, I, I got to check for a second. Oh, no. <laughs> I got to make sure. What's your favorite mafia movie? Oh, 100% Goodfellas. a boy. There you go. That's my number one favorite film, actually, of all time, is Goodfellas. Of all time? Of all time. I, I hear this. People always, like, I work in a movie theater. So on my name tag, it says, favorite movie, Goodfellas. And I, with customers, I have, like, a full-length conversation about why it's my favorite. Okay. I love that. I am not. I'm on the other side of the country. Yeah, so, so tell us, why is it your favorite? We're the same brain. Same brain. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything you want in a great film. You got Scorsese directing it. You got Robert De Niro, um, Joe Pesci, uh, Ray Liotta. All these three amazing actors working side by side. You got a great true story. Um, the end of his life, actually, Henry Hill. End of his life was in Washington. He got arrested here um, again. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he went into witness protection, and then when he came to Washington, he got caught with drugs and uh, trying to sell drugs again. That's crazy. That's um, uh, Sammy Gravano. He uh, made a deal, did witness protection. I want to say it was Arizona, and got involved in, like, meth trading or something, Mm -hmm. and then he got arrested. He did more time in jail for drugs than he did for his 19 murders. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, because he turned state's evidence against mm-hmm. John Gotti. Um, 
Henry Hill's a sad story, though. Like, I remember listening to um, to uh, Howard Stern back in the day. Henry mm-hmm. Hill was, like, a constant guest. And then you've got this dude who was Goodfellas. He was Henry Hill. Yeah. And then you hear him on Howard Stern. He was a sad old alcoholic mm-hmm. it, it was it was tragic um no it's, it looks like you were to say something <laughs> yeah his life was very upsetting i mean scorsese doesn't show that a lot in his film but i read the book that uh it's uh, and it's just very upsetting very sad he kind of had a screwed up life was the book a lot different from the movie not really. I mean, there were, the book more went into his childhood. The movie kind of shows like probably 15 minutes of it, but the book, like half of it is basically his childhood. And then the last half is his older life, which we basically saw how it play out in the film. Yeah. Now, you said that you get, you got like all this knowledge, like from your dad. Have you let mm-hmm. your dad read your pilot? Um, no, not really. Um, no. And, no, let me, I'll explain because my dad isn't a fan of me going into this whole genre of film. He doesn't want me to be a filmmaker. My dad's Persian. So uh, mm-hmm. Middle Eastern families, they either want you to be doctors. They want you to have computer science. They want you somewhere smart to get all the money. Uh, I want to go somewhere where it's like my own passion and like, I'm like, my passion is film. So I'm going to stick to it. I have a brother who's a filmmaker down in Los Angeles. Uh, He's doing great with his films and uh, I love to hopefully work with him someday. Oh, that's very cool. I love that. Older brother? Old, way older. Yeah. Way older. older. (laughs) It's so funny how you said that about the Middle Eastern uh, parents. My grandfather um, I was little when he passed away, but he always would look at me. He's like, he's going to be a doctor or a lawyer. I was not either. Uh, <laughs> that was old Jew from Miami. Yeah. Uh, that was not the case for this guy. Yeah. I mean, and the, our parents grew up differently than we are. Like I'm Gen Z. I'm more into this electronics and all that stuff. Sometimes I'm in my room just like 10 AM on my phone watching Instagram and TikToks. And my dad's already done with his breakfast and everything by the time I'm ready. (laughs) It's, it's such a different world now with technology and then content creators. um, Everything's so digital and so visual comparatively to, you know, parents, grandparents, uh, older generations. Mm -hmm. And it happens so quick. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm so excited for you tackling a mafia genre. It's it's hard to do. A lot of people say because of movies like Goodfellas and TV shows like The Sopranos, mm-hmm. it's it's going to be hard to make something and make something that's epic because the bars are set high. The bar is so high. Yeah. Do you do you have that in mind with your project? Like, how are you going mm-hmm. to not necessarily compete, but how are you going to at least? do it justice um normally i will never compete obviously i can't compare an indie mafia style to a huge motion picture Uh, and this is kind of anyone who is listening don't compete with anything do it yourself like for example that was everyone's first question was are you going to be sopranos are you going to be goodfellas are you going to be boardwalk empire i'm like no i'm just going to create my own thing it might be similar to these, but it's going to be my own separate thing that a lot of people have heard of before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. Are you going to do something? I, I guess that's the question. Is there going to be something that differs you from the the mainstream mafia epic? 
Um, that's a what? Good I feel like if Mia is going to be your your main character there, mm-hmm. I'm different. Yeah, it's yeah. already different because we normally see you know the gender role being assigned to the men that are like heading things. So if you're bringing in this young lady and she's getting all the experience and she's learning, I feel like you go in an amazing direction with that. I agree. And that was the first thing I wanted to be different. I was like, I have all these mafia things. Like I've never seen a female, like probably there is a film or story that have a female as the main uh, mafia, but like I haven't personally seen it myself. So obviously make something that I wanted. And I was like, I want to see a female. Absolutely. I think it was growing up gaudy, but that looked like trash. Mm. Yeah. Are you talking about the terrible John Travolta film that came out a few years ago? No, 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 no. Oh no. No, that was that was bad. Uh, that too. was just no, there was gaudy, like a right? was it A and E or something with like I'm gonna oh, say, it might have been A and E. Was it is it Victoria Gotti? Maybe. His daughter and then like the grandkids that were all just trash, like it's it, like it keeping bad. up with the Kardashians it, only. Hundred <laughs> percent. Terrible. It was terrible. Um, but I mean, we always see all these strong female leads behind the lead of the man. Mm-hmm. So, and if you go back to, okay, it's going to sound silly, but if you go back to my big fat Greek wedding. Yeah. Yeah. That's also know, the same. Mama's there saying he wears the pants, but I pick them out and I get that. So, I mean, again, it will be. No, wasn't it? Um, he's the head of the family, but I'm the neck. Maybe. I don't know. I thought it was the pants, but it could be the neck. The I mean, they're both similar. Yeah, similar in a way. <laughs> um, but now that's a great point. Like, I can't think of a single um, mafia story where the protagonist is female. Mm-mm. No. So, thumbs up for that right away. So, is is the project going to be her challenge in dealing with it, or is she going to be seduced by the mafia lifestyle? What can you tell us? Um, a little bit of both, actually. Um, there are going to be moments where she. Um, is seduced by it she is kind of intimidated by it she loves the idea of it and then there's also going to be another side of her where it's like what the heck am i doing here like why what's wrong with me like all that stuff but that's more later on in the story as i i saw you're looking to do either uh eight to twelve yeah episode uh what are you um anticipating the runtime of each episode being um the first pilot i think it's going to be about 40 to 45 minutes, something small enough to introduce all the characters, introduce those. Then I'm thinking about maybe doing hour-long episodes okay. or about like 50 minutes-ish mm-hmm. style is, episodes. And now is this going to be a, a TVMA? Is it going to be um, more general audience? What are you thinking for that? Uh, more TVMA, more TVMA, especially with uh, if you're going to a mafia story, you know it's going to be pretty violent and pretty horrific <laughs> they're mouthy things are very mouthy yes you know? um are you are you like fully casted at this point or do you still look are you still looking for cast i have like one or two cast members left but i'm fully casted i've got a lot of people from my college a lot of friends um a lot of people i've known for the past few years i started going into this um film p friends when uh the pandemic started i think everyone kind of started getting in touch with each other and started making mm-hmm. friendship and that's how i started knowing all these people was because of this pandemic yeah i mean i know that i actually i watched um your web dm on youtube mm-hmm. 
which was adorable. And like, Thank you. that's really, I mean, that's, that's how we all were for so long. It's like, we were still together trying to be together, but it was literally through technology, like all the FaceTime, the zoom calls and everything. So I just, I thought that was a really fun take on something that we really hadn't seen, but we had been experiencing all along together. Yeah. That was actually a, something I really wanted. I was like, what? I'm getting sick and tired of Zoom. Why don't I make something with Zoom itself? Because I've seen small projects with Zoom, but I'm like, let's see how far we can take it. Mm-hmm. And no. like, for example, Rose was on your um, podcast a while back. She yeah. talked about it. She was amazing on it. And just all these group of actors, like seeing people that I've never heard, like, heard of before and showing how amazing they are. Shout out to Rose, Rose Kreider. Kreider. And yes. The, and the woman. The, the woman. Screw that up. It's okay. Gonna leave it, but yeah. He's gonna leave it, but it's a we, we know it's coming. The woman. The I, woman. I can't wait. I'm so excited for her. Now, were you part of that? I was not. Um, I uh, but I've seen a lot of promotional on Facebook and all that, and I'm trying to fit my schedule in so I can go to the premiere. Premiere that's on yeah. March 13th. Yeah. Apparently, the premiere. She said the list like more people wanted to go than could go like that's going to be the event yeah i'm for so sure. proud of her and, and it, the movie theater she's premiering is actually a few blocks from my house so oh, somebody's got to open that side door for you i mean just sneak in you're fine i mean i do work in a movie theater but it's a different movie theater so <laughs> <laughs> now is rose going to be in the town is a she main is role? um she is a main slash side in the pilot she's kind of a side role but then as the story goes on, she plays a main female detective. Oh, and, nice! Um, yeah, her name is Michelle, and it's the story is kind. Of, I, when I made Mia the character, I was like, I kind of want another character to go against her. We always seen the men against the men. I wanted to be like, how about a female against another female, sort of. So I made that character, and I've seen Rose audition for that before. And I was like, that's that's the character right there. I was like, that's who I need. That's great. That's now. With your episodes, eight to 12 of them, mm-hmm. do you have them written out already or an idea of them at least? Or are you just kind of going as you as it comes along? I'm actually almost done with the outline right now. I think I'm like on episode nine at the moment, just writing the outline, writing a plan. Kind of like a treatment, basically, going down, mm-hmm. saying like that dialogue and everything to myself. Okay. Now, where do you anticipate we're, as an audience, going to be able to watch this once you've got it complete? Um, at the moment, um, I am thinking of putting it out on YouTube, on mm-hmm. Amazon. I'm trying to find a way to contact people off Amazon. I have a friend, uh, my film teacher knows a guy who is starting his own small streaming service on Roku. I've been in contact with him. Uh, maybe also playing it out in a small movie theater, kind of like a little bit of everywhere, basically, to see Vinmeo, if I pronounced mm-hmm. it right or not. Yeah. <laughs> Vinmeo. Yeah. Yeah. Vinmeo or Venomo, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, over there, and then trying to find places where it can be heard and seen, and hopefully, cross my fingers, maybe some big shot will see it and say, hey, we want to pick it up. I, I've got to back up for one second. Mm-hmm. Is this an Italian mafia or is this a different type of mafia this is a different type of mafia it's a little bit of everything combined 
Okay, so just well, kind of like a local, not so much a, it, I mean, essentially it's a local gang then? Local gang, yeah, that's why when I was describing it, I didn't really say, ma- I said mafia, but it's really a gangster style. No, and that, that's fine, and that's, like, I've had those conversations because there's great movies for the Italian mafia, the mm-hmm. Russian mafia, mm-hmm. Irish mafia, um, and there's a Jewish mafia, yeah. so that, that's why I want. that's why I was curious mm-hmm. what the um, ethnicity was and what that. So it's going to be a local, it's going to be a Washington mafia. Kind just of a yes. melding pot of just who is there. That's fun. Kind mm-hmm. of hit everybody. So yeah. nobody feels excluded. Because I mean, is like I'm Italian and like I really like the whole like Italian mafia mob stuff. Like it resonates. And I mean, I'm not even like Italian like that, but I love it because it's like, oh, I can connect to this. A lot of Italians do not. Well, yeah. I heard, um, I heard the new show that's coming out called The Offer, which is going to be based on how they made The Godfather. It's supposed, and I know the whole story behind how The Godfather got it was really screwed up when they started making it. But the mafia was really opposed. Like Frank Sinatra was really opposed for The Godfather to be made. There's a story that uh, Joe Colombo was involved in that mm-hmm. he had to have certain concessions made. Yeah for him to allow it to happen um, the family. I, for, I forgot the actor the guy who was in ted he played like the creepy stalker guy he's been in almost everything i have to look it up later but uh he's actually playing joe colombo in the offer not mark not mark Wahlberg. No. not mark Wahlberg, the creepy guy who really wanted ted for his son oh, um Oh, he's got a great name. He was uh, Phoebe's, Phoebe's brother. Phoebe's brother, friends. yeah. Yes, um, yes. He's he's known as a comedic actor. His sister name's Marissa. What the heck is his first name? I'll just Google it. Google it. Yeah, I was, was going like, to Google it now, yeah. Because it's like something Rob... No, it's a great name. And he's so great. He was in uh, mm-hmm. Million Ways to Die in the West. And in fact, that's one that movie's amazing. He was in a... Oh, God. He was in a lot of stuff. He's Boiler one of those... Room, right? He was in Boiler Room. Giovanni Ribisi. There you yes, go. him. He's playing Joe Colombo, actually. Oh, interesting. Nice. Joe Colombo's uh he's got a sad story because he ended up he ended up shot and in a coma mm. uh, at his end of life, if if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he had a right? I, I don't know about Colombo that much. Um but I know a lot about Lucky Luciano. I know a bit about John Gotti. I know a little bit about all of them, but Columbo himself, I don't know much about him. Yeah, I want to say Columbo was shot um, at a – it was um, – there was some event, and he was shot, and then he ended up in a coma, and he never got out of it. I'm almost That's 100% terrible. positive. And then wow, his yeah. sons kind of disappeared. So I want to say he had two sons. Um, but – Either way, um, I'm gonna have to check that out. I, I love a good mafia story. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so, Me too. Yeah, I'm so basic in that. Where if it's a decent mafia story, I'm I'm bought in. Goodfellas is in my top ten. It's not my favorite movie ever, but it's definitely it's uh, definitely in my top ten. I love The Departed too, though. A lot of people love The Departed. I thought that was such a great movie. That such was a great that, cast. That was one of the films I saw during um, pandemic. Oh, I was like, let me sit down and just finally watch some films. I was like, let me see. I was like looking on Google. I was like, Departed. That sounds interesting. I watched like an uh, 40 minutes into it. And I'm like, this is one of the coolest films I've seen yet. Yeah. The Departed was great. I still say Boondock Saints is better. It's a different Different, type of but movie. yeah. I mean, I don't know yeah. about better. It's it, it has moments. It has moments. Chave knows. Mm, I, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I know. 
I'm a huge film buff, so if you talk about movies, I'm always in that conversation. Like, I know so much movies where people come to me and it's like, yeah, who's this actor in this film? Or what, what's this movie about? I'm like, okay, this is what's this about. And then that's the fun thing about working at a movie theater is you can also knowledge other customers or other workers. That's what I do a lot of times. Now, how long have you been working in a theater? Uh, three months now. Um, it's been about three months I've been working in a movie theater. Um, amazing place. Love the. I love it. I mean, everyone says they don't like their jobs, but I actually love my job. It's That's awesome. awesome. Now, do you get to see a lot of the movies like ahead of time or any of them anyway? Um, a little bit. Um, we got to see Spider-Man a day early, a couple days no early. Worries. But uh, I saw it with everyone else. Um, uh, I... Even though it's not my movie theater, but I'm going to AMC, which I'm betraying my people, unfortunately, uh, to see Batman three days early. Oh, does, nice. Does that mean you're a Regal guy? I I work at Regal, yes. Because there's really only two movie theaters. It's AMC or Regal. Yeah. Yeah, Cinemark is there too, but Cinemark is basically part of Regal. Okay. Crazy. I, I kind of want to get a job at a movie theater just to see Doctor Strange. <laughs> we're gonna I'm, go I'm, see it anyway <laughs> i'm excited to yeah for dr strange when it comes out the trailer looked amazing uh that trailer that super bowl trailer when that voice because i don't want to give spoilers if you have yeah we trailer, can you absolutely see that trailer mm-hmm. when the voice hit i freaked out like i we all freaked out up and down this one i didn't see it during the super bowl was no, i not here i no, or were you still at work uh I don't remember. I just know that I, I we might have missed it, but because I, I, it was shown to me and I freaked out. And then I showed it to you, and it took somebody three times. I just I to t- be like, why do I know that voice? That doesn't make it's sense. Like I know that voice. I know that voice. <laughs> it yeah. took me. It took me. I think right when I saw the over the shoulder shot, I was like, I know who that is. It wasn't even the over the shoulder. Like it for was me, it the was, voice. It was. It was absolutely the voice, and it's like there's no way. And I freaked out, and I, I want to talk about it more, but I'll, I'll be nice to our audience. Yeah. Yeah, no spoilers. It, you should absolutely watch it. Get that sensation, because when you hear it, you if you don't freak out, you're that's wrong of you. <laughs> then but you're in the wrong universe. You're in the wrong universe. <laughs> also, also, there's a small majority of people, but if you haven't seen Spider-Man yet, that trailer probably won't make sense for a while. That's true. You know what, though? I... Did you like Spider-Man, the new one? Me? I've seen it eight times. Okay, so I'm going to say yes. I I have to go see it more. I get uh, nine free tickets a month because I work in a movie theater, and I use all of them for (laughs) Spider-Man. And my my dad's like, don't do that. I was like, but I want to. (laughs) Now, save one for Jackass. No. Oh, sir, please, no. I saw it, and I I thought it was mediocre. I thought it was mediocre. I mean, it's Johnny Knoxville doing the same stuff. It it wasn't great. I kind of saw it earlier today, actually. Oh, really? uh, Via the internet. Oh, yeah, no. (laughs) How dare you? Right? Did you see Scream 2022? I did, yes. Um, What did you think of that? I want to – I'll give props to the two directors coming from Wes Craven's films. Uh, It's tough. It's tough making um, a film that was already – like a sequel with the cast back in. Mm -hmm. That's very tough. There are so many movies where they do that and it's just a failure, like totally bad. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they did it. Halloween Kills. Yeah, Yeah, I said it. 
I don't disagree. We know my feelings on that. Halloween Kills is cool. I like it. I mean, I saw it on Peacock. Uh, I was like, that was only the film I got to see. Cave, it was so bad. I thought there were moments like the ending is just so terrible. The ending I thought was just what the heck? What the heck? Like, I mean, doesn't that doesn't that ruin the movie though? If if it's okay and it's got it's got appeal for part of it, and then the ending is terrible, doesn't that ruin the entire thing for you? Or is that not different? not always? There's some movies where like the the film is great, but then it's that's the ending. That's like why why it's you like have to shave end it like off that? those last ten minutes and you shave fine. off those last ten minutes. It's like yeah. end the film abruptly like that way, and it's like amazing. The only thing I love about Kills is the last scene when she's on the phone and she drops the phone and she starts walking. I thought that was a pretty cool scene. I I think the um, I think the town losing. Uh, <laughs> I thought undid. that scene was that's very very terrible. I like, feel like that undid any of the positivity of the movie for sure. Like, like you're beating him down, and he's like down, and you think you won, and then it's just like he gets up and just massacres the heck out of everyone. Oh, what you stabbed my arteries with a nine foot knife? <laughs> I don't die. Yeah. <laughs> sucker Mm. and that's so um it's funny we 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 tend to talk to horror people uh horror indie makers michelle is a huge horror fan i've probably seen half a dozen horror movies in his life that don't include uh either stephen king or alfred hitchcock Mm -hmm. um good choices i mean i'm I'm more of a mystery suspense guy Mm -hmm. i i don't I'm not going to say that I don't have respect for slasher films, but I get mm-hmm. bored. Um, I just don't I, like them. I don't like horror films for some reason. Like the old horror films are different, like Psycho. Um, but that's more mystery Scream. suspense. That's mystery that's suspense, but there's some horror elements. Like Norman Bates, like throughout the entire film, like there's a killer and you don't know who the heck he is until like the last scene of the film. And you're like, that's really good. But that's Hitchcock. Yeah. Hitchcock does it always good. And Hitchcock was. A visionary. He was an absolute, seemingly horrible person, mm-hmm. but he was brilliant at the same same time. And since Michelle loves horror films, you should watch my brother's first ever feature film called Zombies of Mass Destruction. And your brother's name is Kevin Hamadani. Kevin Hamadani. Where can we see his work? I think Zombies is on Amazon or Tubi TV. I don't know exactly where it is, but um. My dad was in it. He actually kills a few zombies, which is funny. Um, Wait, so your dad, who doesn't want you to be in filmmaking... This was the old days, before technology came out, and, like, people actually gave... didn't care. But now, like, he sees things in me for some reason, which I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, poor you. <laughs> My dad sees all this potential. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. I don't want potential. I just want to sit and make films, like, make art. <laughs> He's like, no, no, no. Only one of you are going to be a filmmaker. I'm going to support. I choose him. One. Yeah, and yeah, you can go off. Movies. Yeah. So wait, you're, so is your dad not going to be in the town? Um, no, the town is a very secret project that he doesn't know. That's right. Everyone knows except for him. That's hilarious. <laughs> when when I make it, when I finally shoot it and everything, then I'll sit him down and I'll let him watch it. That's the only time I'll let him know about this project. Okay, that's that's fair. Are you, oh, Michelle's looking up your brother right now. Zombie. Oh, there's 
some YouTube clips. I love a good zombie. Like, I zombies I like a good zombie movie, but zombies annoy me in the same breath because they shouldn't exist. Like, I've made this argument. Think about this, Kaveh. You're a I'm zombie. interested now. A, a, a zombie is decomposing flesh, mm-hmm. all right? How do they walk? How do they run? Like the joints and muscles are just literally liquefying. They shouldn't be able to su- like the joints shouldn't support the weight of anything. They should literally just collapse and melt. I don't know because I don't know the history of zombies. The I zombie mean, physiology. I don't know. I mean, maybe George Romero knew, but that's about it. That's fair. Now, is is your is your brother going to assist at all? in this project no not really this is more i know this sounds cruel i know i love my brother dearly i love him to death but i don't want to be known um kave kevin's brother i want to be known as just kave because my brother is kind of well known in la like i want to have my own rep like mm-hmm. for example one of my favorite directors i just saw his film Asghar farhadi who's the iranian filmmaker he's won two academy awards and his daughter is kind of on his shoulder. We're like, she's in all his films and everyone knows him because he's this two-time Academy Award winning director's daughter. I want to be known as Ukav Amadani. I mean, he's this guy's brother, but like he has great potential and all that mm-hmm. stuff. I can appreciate that. But in the same breath, you would think like there's so many people without any connections mm-hmm. that are grinding and trying their hardest to break in. Mm-hmm. And if you've got an in... I mean, I, I would think you'd want to utilize it and then make a name for yourself. But, like, if, if you've got an easy access, Michelle looks like she disagrees. I'm just saying. <laughs> your brother is how much older than you? Oh, God. Uh, don't, don't. Oh, God. <laughs> this uh, many? Wait. This many more? Ten? About. No, no. About, yeah. Ten. Ten-ish. Fifteen-ish. Okay. I feel like being the big. I feel like being the big brother and having experience and he obviously has the flair for the horror genre. Like I, I agree with Kave. Like why bring somebody in that's not, doesn't have the vision that I have and has their own. Like not that he would try to take it over, but you don't want him to necessarily influence where you're trying to go with it either. Mm-hmm. No, but if he can help you not make some of the mistakes he made, I mean, especially as an indie filmmaker, where when you get funded, every dollar is accounted for. If he can show you not not so much shortcuts, but like, oh, you you think you want to go this way, but this way will get you. Like, I don't know. You can't put a price on experience, though. And as an experienced filmmaker, personally, I would try to utilize it. Mm-hmm. But you also have friends in like the independent circle itself that have like obviously had experiences that. I feel like you can benefit from their friendships and their experiences. And I feel like because it's not your big brother, you'll have a different way of looking at it where it's Mm -hmm. not so much. Well, my big brother said this because, you know, I don't know. I'll just say as an older brother, I think uh, your younger brothers don't always agree with you. Uh, that's because they're dumb. It's <laughs> just to it's just to disagree with you, though. Like that's the dynamic. They'll learn when they're my age. I'll like you. you could be absolutely one hundred and ten percent right about something. Always one hundred and ten percent. Well, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but like just hearing it from like your older sibling, I just feel like it's a very different vibe. You say that, but as a mother, like you want to, you want your kids to have an easier 
path than you had because you've already uh, gone down certain roads and you're like, oh man, this was a mistake. So I'm going to share my wisdom so they don't make the same mistake. And they don't care. They don't. In their 20s, they don't care. (laughs) But you would want them. Of course they would. It's the same thing with younger siblings. I don't know because my boy, our boys, our younger one will never listen to our older one ever. No, and that's a mistake. At the end of the day, Kave. Without <laughs> us. Because Kave is still here. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, Hi. Hi. <laughs> whatever you decide is going to be the right decision because it's your project. Mm-hmm. Personally, though, I I would look to make I would look to people that have done it just for an idea of how to do it as easily and efficiently mm-hmm. as possible without wasting the time or or potentially falling into pitfalls. And Kaveh, I support whatever you decide to do. Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) I just said it differently. (laughs) (laughs) No, I am excited. Like it's it's crazy. There's so many so much mafia content. I can't think of a single one where there was a female Mm -mm. protagonist. Now you you are crowdfunding, you are in the middle is it the middle of your first campaign? Yes. In the okay. middle of our first campaign. Um, all, all we have, um, we have a few bucks here and there, but hopefully um, or we can make more money so we can find some stuff and mm-hmm. make this probably one of the best mafia stories people have ever seen. boy. So tell us about the perks. What do we get for donating to this campaign? Great question. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> um, we will have some props available for um, people. We'll have a couple scripts, signed scripts from cast, posters. Um, we'll have a, uh, um, a set visit, uh, a so, an IMDb credit. Obviously, a lot of people love that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have some thank yous in the credits if you just want something small or if you want to go all out and want to be on set to maybe see how the set process looks like because there's obviously some people who have never been on a set and love to feel like that. And then there's some small stuff like um, it's like uh, signed photos and photos of cast and videos, thank you videos, and a little bit of everything to go around for everyone. Now, Kavi, you're in school right now? Yeah, I'm in college. Are you? Is it film school or are you doing something else? Uh, something else. I'm in a community college at the moment. I mean, there's still. I I know a kid who's um, who's at a community college. He's he did film school. Mm-hmm. Um, we have another friend who's we're actually interviewing tomorrow, who's in film school at a higher level. Um, any? Uh, are you looking to go into film school at all or no? Um, uh, I'm planning. This is my plan, but obviously it could change in the future. You never Absolutely. know. Uh, my plan is from here, I'm almost done with my two years, to go to a four-year college. And then from a four-year college, hopefully go to a film school. Um, that's my plan. Very cool. Do you have any uh, specific ones you want to go to? Um, right now, there's a big one here in my state. Called, it's a big private college called Cornell. Um, it's widely known. Um, it's... Very private, so I, I heard you have to make like a film to get in, like you have to make a, something big to get in the film program. Or I'll just go to um, a, a different, like some film academies in LA or something. All right, possibly a stupid question, is that, when you say Cornell, like affiliated with Cornell University? That I don't know exactly on the top of my head. 
Interesting. Um, I'm gonna look that up. That's yeah. I didn't because that'd be crazy if I had no idea that Cornell had a, a film school. So I'd be curious mm-hmm. if it's the same one. Because if so, their That's... parent school, if you will, would be almost in our backyard. Ithaca, New York. Ithaca, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's very cool. And then since you brought up my college, um, we're doing a show coming up soon. And one of our shows is actually going to have zombies in it. So I don't, I don't know if you're going to be interested in that. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's an amazing show and we're excited to bring stuff alive. And is that going to be open to general public? If you can come to Washington State, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, what's going to happen is we're going to post this, and I know that you're going to share it. So your friends, family, uh, except for your dad, because this is a secret. Yeah, we're not telling um, dad. We definitely want to let people know in your circle that might not know that this show is going to happen. Yes. Or at least remind um, them of when and where. So um, our show is called Sketchy Students Doing Sketchy Stuff. Uh, (laughs) i love it um and it's a provide of eight sketch shows mini sketch shows with a film in the middle we actually shot a film we uh there was a student film we wrote directed all that um it's gonna be from march 11th to 12th and then 19th and 20th at shoreline community college here in Washington State, um, amazing theater program, and um, we might uh, find some few Karens along the way. This is that kind of show where probably we will <laughs> we will see a few of them by the end of the night. Um, but yeah, this is amazing. I love to work with these actors. It's all majority of them are student written. Um, majority of them are student directed. There's a couple that are directed by our professor and our professor assistant, but majority of them are student written and directed. So if you want to also see what it looks like for a student to write and maybe direct their own project, that's what it looks like. Nice. Cool. Is this going to be um... impromptu or is it all scripted? Um, it's all impromptu. However, um, there is, I mean, it's all scripted, but there's one night where they're going to have another um, class come in where it's improvised. They do improv show after our show. Very cool. And uh, the rating is heavy PG-13. By the way, if you are listening, you want to bring your kiddos. I recommend not to bring your kiddos. It's a lot of language. Uh, I mean, you can uh, obviously bring your kiddos. There's no problem with that. Um, but yeah, it's going to be really language based. Um, not a lot. But, Thirteen. How bad can it be? Um, I don't know how bad that is. <laughs> now, are you are you going to be in it or are you behind the scenes? Uh, I am in two sketches. I play a bodyguard. Um, who is a bodyguard basically <laughs> uh, there's not much not much to say um, and then I play an elderly man leader and it's funny it's amazing uh, it does get sad there are sad moments uh, it's funny you're gonna laugh probably you might get offended if you easily get offended uh, it's a little bit of everything to go around to everybody so I mean the passion overall is just entertainment Entertain our our product is to entertain people during this rough time. I mean, but I mean, I mean for you personally though, like you, mm-hmm. you're an entertainer. 
I'm an entertainer. Kind of all over the place with that, and I uh, love that. Thank you. Uh, I, I try to entertain. Obviously, I'm not great with comedies. I don't write comedies. Um, but uh, I love to entertain people. I love to make people smile. Like Even just a couple minutes of smiling makes a total difference in someone's day. Before you, you came up with the town, mm-hmm. did you... Did you have projects in mind? Like, did you write stuff, either sketches or short stories? Oh, stuff God. Like um, yes, I wrote, <laughs> geez, so many. Like, if you look at my script format, there's like probably 20 or 25 scripts in there. And I'm not every single filmmaker can say this. I'm that one filmmaker, starts a project, maybe I'm like two-thirds of the way down. I leave it alone, and then I want to come back to it. I have a new idea. So I open up a new script, start writing. Leave that alone. New idea. So I keep like that's why I have like thirty scripts that I still haven't even finished yet. Are they all part of that mafia genre? No, I have a couple short films. Uh, Web DM was one of them that I was a short film. A few little like um, one couple feature films. A little bit of here, a little bit of there. But uh... Michelle's actually uh, one up on me. I haven't seen Web DM. Where can people see that? WebDM is on YouTube, yes. You can go see it on YouTube and on my social media as well if, if you want to follow me on there as well. Um, it's a short film about a family coming onto a Zoom call and it, it all, uh, all heck breaks loose. Um, <laughs> it gets... It, it breaks so loose. Um, it's kind of uh, very funny. It does, does contain a little bit of language as well if... You're not into language. Uh, it does, It's very PG thirteen esque. Like it goes very far deep. Like that's why I have a crazy mind. <laughs> no, like it was a lot of fun. Has your dad seen WebDM? He has actually, and okay. um, he 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 said it was fun. He said it was funny. He chuckled a bit here and there. I'm assuming he was hoping you didn't model the parents after after he and your mother. Definitely not. No, no, no one is modeled off of, and the only person that's modeled off of me is uh, I forgot the character's name, but uh, John Chase is the actor. He's the mm-hmm. guy who's kind of the nerd of the yeah. group. He talks about Batman. Like I'm a huge Batman fanatic, so like also if you ask me any Batman questions, I got the answers to Speak, that. Speaking Batman. of that, when we first started to chat. You said that you actually have a Batman fan film you'd like to do after you work on this, or is that something that you're on hold with? I'm on hold with, but it's one of the biggest passion projects that I've ever had, I think. And for people who don't know Bat- who Bat- I mean, everyone probably knows who Batman is. Uh, for sure. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a Batman uh, fan feature film, and... Um, I, it's basically a little bit of everything, all the Batman movies, games, shows, mm-hmm. kind of into one little film. Batman's that guy that wants to be Superman but isn't. Is that but he, point? but he. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I mean, there are moments where Batman beats up Superman. Like besides Batman v Superman, like there was a comics where Batman became Doomsday just to stop Superman because Superman went crazy and started killing everyone. Because he could. Because he's an alien. <laughs> That's <Wow>, not <laughs> racist. <laughs> Oh my god, don't say that. <laughs> I think that's one of the reasons. I mean, everyone is t- hating Batman versus Superman, but I like it. I actually like it. No, the the concept's great. The movie was the movie was so disappointing. The, Martha. Oh. I mean, that scene was amazing. I like that scene because 
I saw because wait until because Zack Snyder's explanation of that scene ma- makes you like it more. I, we're we're gonna have to agree disagree. Like I <laughs> oh definitely yeah I mean wait your mom's name is Martha too. Okay, let's be friends. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I understand some fans, but I mean, I liked it a lot. Um, sadly, Snyder couldn't continue his vision after Justice League, but uh, yeah, well, the Zack Snyder Justice League, I liked yeah, that so one. much more than the original. Everyone like, did. Um, Everyone did. I still want to know where my Green Lantern is. Yeah, where is? I don't know Green how you Lantern. have a Justice League movie and you don't have the Green Lantern. Well, you know the scene. They shot a scene, and it was sadly cut. Well, they they had a Green Lantern in the um, in the um, in the beginning when it showed when uh, Darkseid first came mm-hmm. to Earth, and there was one. But I don't understand how you have a how you have a Justice League movie and you don't have one of the founding members. I agree with you. I agree. But um, there was actually um, you know the ending with uh, Martian Manhunter. Yeah, I, I don't know if you knew that was actually Green Lantern, and they shot the whole scene with uh, um, Ben, and they had Green Lantern there. And then at the end, I don't know if it was probably Warner Brothers or whoever decided to scratch that scene and make it a different scene with Martian Manhunter. Huh? It's it it's so aggravating, and and I appreciate the fact that um, Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern did so poorly, so they scrapped all Green Lantern projects. But then you've got the Suicide Squad. That did poorly, and then three years later they remade it or yeah. sequeled it or something. Yeah, it. yeah James Guns. But it mm-hmm. was the same. Like I don't even think the title was different. It was like Suicide Squad versus the Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. I think the the is very important when you change the name of a film. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get people confused. You don't want to get yeah, people no. confused. No. I mean, half the cast is the same, but you know, no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> Meanwhile, one of the greatest uh, DC comic heroes gets kicked to the side. I'm not bitter. It's fine. He's MCU super bitter. <laughs> it's fine. So. Kave, basically, yes. when you do your Batman movie, please like somehow put a Green Lantern in there for him so he can stop well, this, crying. Well, this is a focused, <laughs> focused Batman film. I have a friend of mine named Gavin Moore. He's doing a Flashpoint style film, and oh. he's going to have the uh, Green Lantern in it. So, I mean, I don't know if you might. I don't know yet. I actually don't know exactly, so I might get your hopes up. But <laughs> he needs it. He's gonna do Flashpoint, though. He's making a film that's similar to the Flashpoint storyline. I'll tell you this: it'll probably be better than the Flashpoint movie uh, DC is gonna do. I don't know yet. I can't. I can't say anything. Like for example, the Batman that's coming out on Wednesday. Like mm-hmm. I, I was like, I can't say anything about Bat, Bat, uh, Pattinson or about the cast because I haven't seen the film. So like, I don't want to rush into things. But that's but just me. But you're going to see it early. You said you're going. Yeah. To, you're going Sunday night to see it. No, I'm going to see it on Tuesday because Sunday I'm going. I mean Monday. Mm-hmm. Monday I'm going to see Godfather the fiftieth anniversary. Oh, what about Spider-Man? Spider-Man, I already, <laughs> I already seen that movie too many times. I, I got so eight, much. Eight, eight. You claim to be a fan. Yeah. I love to talk about it, but there's obviously some fans who probably haven't seen it yet, so I can't go in depth. But it's an amazing film. I love it. But yeah, so Sun. Just uh, on that, I liked it. I think it was a little bit overhyped. 
but I will say that um, uh, Willem Dafoe. It was amazing. Oh, oh Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe's great in anything. Like he, he's like he was I, so good in that. He was so good in that. It was. I mean, Willem Dafoe is just one of those actors who's like he he doesn't do that bad. Like even if there's a bad film, he can still do a great performance. He was even great in. Boondog Saints. <laughs> Look at that. All comes full circle. He may have been my favorite part character in that movie. Really? Yeah, because he was just quirky enough. Over uh, your boy from Walking Dead? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I love Norman Reedus, but... Okay. Right. I love Norman Reedus. I love Norman Reedus. Uh, I just finished playing Death Stranding on PlayStation, and oh. it's such a beautiful game. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I'm a total nerd. Like I will nerd out any day of the week. I'm curious, your Batman, your Batman film though. Mm-hmm. Um, can I ask what your idea for it is? Yes, um, my idea is uh, the Court of Owls as the villains. Okay. Um, and to people who don't know who the Court of Owls is, it's imagine if you had Jeff Bezos, um, Elon Musk. Uh, Warren Buffett, all these rich people as a cult. Just imagine all these rich people as a cult. And um, mine is going to be very different from the comics, however, because the comics kind of go after Bruce Wayne because he's trying to change Gotham. Mine is kind of he's going after Bruce Wayne because uh, Bruce Wayne is trying, like Batman's trying to stop all these criminals and the Court of Owls want these criminals to come loose to show what Gotham's pain really is without a Batman. So what you're saying is that there's a good billionaire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know about our society, but in fictional characteristics, yes. Jeff Bezos, uh, Warren Buffett, Elon Musk, but Bruce Wayne will stop them. Yes. All right. I'm there for that. And then we got, for it. we got some rogue galleries. We got Catwoman. We got a Batgirl. Uh, we got that's about it, basically. Just those. It's more of a uh, not a superhero origin story. I'm I'm done seeing that. I'm done seeing superhero origins. Some uh, of them, like it feels like some need origin stories, and then others they just repeat and repeat yeah. and repeat. The joke was with um, with Spider Man, like how many times can you kill off Uncle Ben? Oh my god. I, I I heard someone there was a meme about that. I heard where like how many times can we go without seeing Uncle Ben shot? Uh, oh. I won't say uh, I can't think of his name. Tom, I'm gonna say Tom Hardy when Tom Hardy's not Spider Man. Tom, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Thank you're gonna you. you're gonna you're gonna upset many fans by that. Just I mean, I'll just wait. <laughs> He'll cut that. It never happens. Um, but yeah, no. Um, that, that's the first time we haven't seen Uncle Ben. And even in the first Spider-Man movie, he's like, you know, when what happened, happened. And I love that because he didn't go in this long diatribe of being bit by a radioactive spider. Yeah. But DC will have like 97 Batman origin stories. For sure. Eight Superman and two Wonder Woman. <laughs> oh my God. It's it's insane. And it, it's tragic too because the, the DC universe has so much potential. Content. That's so amazing content. Tonight. But you but, would only think there's like four or five. 
And honestly, I just, I don't think overall DC makes a very good movie. Their animated is amazing. Though. But as far as it, like live animated films goes, are amazing. They're, they're animated is like on a whole new level. Now, if they take that and make it live action, it'll be much better. With the exception of uh, Injustice that just came out, I was so excited about the Injustice animated uh, movie uh, because I was such a fan of the game, mm-hmm. and that movie was weird. Did you see it? I have. Yeah, it was. It, it, they took both games and they brought all the comics. That's what I don't like. They brought everything together. Well, mm-hmm. they, it was like the first half is exactly yeah, what, what you expect. And then it went in this weird. They took this weird left turn that I I I'm pretty sure I hated. Um, there was one. There was one or two twists in the beginning. Um, that was like, oh, that that didn't happen. But that didn't happen in the game. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And then then the ending was just, again, bad ending. A bad ending will ruin it for me. Absolutely. I I can't shave the last 10 seconds, 10 minutes. Like, if the ending sucks, like, you've ruined the movie for me, and I hate you. Yeah, but Uh, just... uh, Go ahead. No, no, you guys go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, very recently, we actually turned a movie off and didn't finish it. Well, actually... We fast forward it through to the extra end credit scene. <laughs> the only bad MC movie I've The seen. Eternals. Like, that was just painful. I, I to couldn't. Through. That's the only film that I probably won't watch. I'm a huge nerd, and I've sat through The Dark World, but I, I heard so much bad stuff. Like, there were people walking out of my movie theater. There were people yeah. walking out of our movie theater. Like, I don't know what happened. It just what it didn't flow. It was weird. I, now, the Ten I, Rings movie. That movie was amazing. It was so good. Like, and like just the cinematography, like it was just so beautiful. Like it was beautiful. I think I can answer your question. It's because I don't know how to pronounce her name right. I might butcher it, but Chloe Zhao, I think Mm -hmm. she has that thing where many directors have that one style and they're into it. Like Tarantino is known for violence. Scorsese is known for action. Tarantino is great on dialogue too, though. Yeah, but he's more known for violence than dialogue. Like, because Chloe Zhao is known for long, aggressive films. Like, she came right off Nomadland mm-hmm. to make this film. Which and was he, a great movie, I honestly. I thought that was very good. Definitely. But, like, I think she still brought some of Nomadland into Eternals. Like, mm-hmm. she didn't take it away from her to make this. And there, And that's a great point, too, because they're so different movies, and you can't have those long dry like it's an action movie it's an mcu movie you need action scene action scene bright colors Mm -hmm. and it just it felt very dry very slow kind of like justice league like josh brolin he brought everything that he knew from the avenger films like Mm -hmm. he brought all the light stuff he brought everything that's why that movie wasn't that good because justice league is known for being dark it's known Mm -hmm. for the dc's known for being dark it just didn't fit but then you you also have a CGI face as well for Henry Cavill. So I don't know how how you can live <laughs> off that. I I love Henry Cavill, and I'm Superman's one of my favorite uh, DC characters, second only to the Emerald Knight. Ooh, but ooh, that ooh. that oh my god, that CGI and the fact that it cost them I forget the number. It was gross. it was a lot of money. It was, it was like, like twenty oh, million because yeah. he was filming yeah. Mi uh, Mission M- Impossible Six. And had to CGI off the mustache. Wouldn't it have just been easier to get a fake mustache to like fix on? No, no, no. That was the thing. Like he had the mustache. No, but I'm saying, wouldn't it have just been easier to use a fake mustache? 
to shave his own off for what he was doing. He was contracted. That he- it was a contracted. He couldn't oh, say no. God. I don't know. I think it was Universal. I think Mission Impossible is Universal. I don't know. Viacom? It was something. Was yeah, it? but he's he was contracted with them to right. keep... Mm-hmm. Like, he had, like, a full-on mustache and then, like, stubbles and, like, yeah, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. So, obviously. So, they had to spend... Literally, it was, like, $20 million to, to digitally remove it, and it looked like complete trash. That's awful. I can't even. And that was the cool thing about um, the Zack Snyder cut, too. Like, there were so many just awful little jokes and i was so excited because i cringed so hard four or five years later like i was ready for those jokes to be made and they were cut out i was so happy about that i love the the snyder cut yeah i i I like it too i think that's my um top five superhero films at the moment is Zack snyder's justice league top five of all superhero movies yes you want to hear what my number one is? I yes. absolutely Actually, do. we want to hear your whole top five. Okay. Uh, number one is The Dark Knight. This is always stereotypical. Everyone always says Dark Knight, but there's something about Heath Ledger's acting that's phenomenal. Um, number two is uh, Joker with Joaquin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then number three and four is The Long Halloween, the animated films that just came out a while back. And then number five, I would have to say Batman Returns. So when you say superhero films, you're 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 just DCEU. You're not. I'm a Marvel. I am. I love Marvel. Like, don't get me wrong. I love their films, but like, I am not I a huge. In your top five that Endgame wasn't in there. Endgame <laughs> after so many years. I think it's been like uh, since 2019. I think. Or I don't want to. I don't know exactly what you year. Said but so many. I've... You should. But it's. Kami, <laughs> <laughs> oh just ignore. Her. Just but ignore it's me. being it's being overhyped by now, um, and it's it's getting really overhyped. Just give me one second. My computer's dying, so I gotta. You're good. Charge. You're good. <laughs> no, take your time. Um, I I'm still gonna support his movie, but he is so wrong. Endgame. Endgame was the pinnacle of what 12, 13 years, yeah. 20 movies. Like, it was a long haul to get there. Oh my god. <laughs> and then this pivotal like from from Iron Man 1 through the entire Infinity Saga, three phases of MCU, mm-hmm. and then the snapping to Endgame. Young I, man, how dare you? You've hit a nerve, Kaveh. You've hit a nerve. I like, I like Endgame. Don't get me wrong. I, I like Endgame. Uh, it was sadly Stan Lee's final cameo. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it's some some amazing things from that film. But after these amount of years, I think it's too overhyped. I think, in my opinion, but I so, think it's... that's so funny because I I'll, I'll get beat up for this mm-hmm. so hard. But I think The Dark Knight is overhyped, and I've said this. Um, in, in conversations, I don't know that it would get the same amount of accolades if Heath Ledger didn't pass before if it. If Heath Ledger yeah. were still alive, and R.I.P. And it was a great role. It was, but I think it's it's given extra clout due to the. the, the I I do agree, I do agree. But then there's also something like this recently happened with Chadwick. Even Chadwick Boseman, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Him. Um, I just don't think it's true. like people always say rest in peace, but no one, not a lot in my, from what I'm seeing, not a lot of people are talking about Chadwick anymore. Like 
Like he's, they talked about him. I think it was last year when his new film came out. Um, um, was it last? Ma Rainey's Black Bottom was his last film he made. I don't know if it was two years ago. But it was like, like in the beginning of the pandemic was when that film came out. Mm-hmm. Last one I saw was um, the Five Bloods. I don't, I don't think I saw that one. That I one's think- also on Netflix. It's very, very, it's very heartbreaking. It's very touching. It's a great movie. Yeah, um, he, he was great. He was, and I think the last thing he actually had done, like the most recent thing, aired what if? his last was "What If." Yeah, yeah "What If" was his final yeah. one. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, "What If" was, his and like final. that just made my heart hurt when I heard his voice. I'm like, oh uh, man, like his, just... final, his final line too. I, I, I'm, I might butcher, but he's like, "Death is not a sadness in my culture," or something like that. Yeah, and I just saw that the other day. I was like, oh my god, it's so sad. Absolutely. And it's it's like I was so on the fence too. Like I was one of the guys that was like, Oh, I don't want to see Black Panther recast. And, and then I saw some some people talking about the fact that the role is bigger than the actor and he would want it recast just so mm-hmm. that the, the character doesn't die and yeah. it, it's all it's all tragic. Yeah, you know, I heard been like a hundred jokers before and after Heath Ledger, no offense. Mm-hmm. Um, but he would Chadwick was the Black Panther. Yeah, there's some roles made for these actors, and I think definitely Chadwick was one of them that was made for. It was uh, Black Panther was made for Chadwick, I think. Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. Definitely, yeah. uh, I loved when um <laughs> a while back Robert uh, RDJ was Not on. Tom the, the Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, Tom Cruise. <laughs> all the rumors speculating Tom Cruise. <laughs> Um, no, but when uh, he was uh, RDJ was on Joe Rogan show a while back, and Joe Rogan asked him, "Are you ever going to come back?" And he uh, he's like, "One day, maybe." But at the moment, I'm happy with the ending. He said he was happy with it, but I mean, it depends how much moolah they're going to give him, how much dough they're going to give him to come back. You mean that ultra sad, tragic ending that was in Endgame? <laughs> yes uh if you haven't seen endgame well go watch endgame i mean all right like, like, just go. <laughs> like six movies after endgame people yeah. no that's um but again like that's why i put endgame on a pedestal like you I, do i i teared up like six times in that movie that that See, i don't i don't know i i didn't get all misty portal scene uh, I'll uh, give the portal scene was beautifully the done. Portal I think scene it was beautifully epic. done. I think uh, Soulstone. Can we can we talk about the Soulstone? Which one, in Endgame or Infinity War? In Endgame. Oh, Endgame was very tragic. Like or the uh, aftermath of the Soulstone, because where is dot dot dot? Yeah. yeah no no spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Right. If you haven't seen. Yeah. If you haven't seen Hawkeye or if you haven't seen <laughs> Right. So, so yeah. With the exception of the Eternals, the MCU can do no wrong. No, I, I agree. I agree. Even Far From Home was like I was just in my opinion, I was like clapping at the end. I was like mm-hmm. uh, Far From Home was great. And I thought Jake Gyllenhaal, like I was so happy with how they did Mysterio. Uh because I, I was never a comic kid. Like I watched the cartoons. Yeah. Like, I watched Spider Man, I watched X Men, and that was my Mysterio. Like mm-hmm. the the costume, so perfect, and I thought Jake Gyllenhaal did such a great job. Jake Gyllenhaal is another one. He I like him. Fun. Like I haven't seen anything that he's been in that I haven't liked him. Our, have you, have you guys seen Prisoners? I, Prisoners. That sounds familiar. It's uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Hugh Jackman, Jackman. Yeah, one of the biggest Oscar snubs in my book in history of Oscar snubs. I think 
if you watch that film, everyone knows Jake Gyllenhaal should have got nominated. Everyone knows. I, I was talking to a buddy of mine who's we're, we're going to interview actually next. Um, the Academy Awards, it's it's such a odd system. I, I don't think I yeah. understand. My brother talked to me about this. The, uh, a friend of mine who is part of the Academy talked to me about this. And my brother and a lot of people, it's not as the same because right now, guess what's nominated the most? Netflix. That's nominated the most. So this, even Ricky Gervais said it, I think it was two years ago at the Golden Globes. He's, he says, just come and accept your award because they always thank. They thank everybody. And mm-hmm. this is the platform. This is how they're going to get their platform reached. Like yeah. That's how people are going to hear about these people. How are you going to hear about Netflix? How are you going to hear about Disney Plus? It's through the Academy Awards. Yeah. Uh, all right, a couple things. Number one, Ricky Gervais at the Golden Globes has got to be the most amazing, <laughs> best host ever. Like him just roasting everybody. For Ten minutes, yeah. <laughs> absolutely hilarious. I that will constantly pop up on my YouTube list, and I will watch it every time. Me too. Funny. Me too. He'll, he'll drink his beer. Does not care. Ricky Gervais is a genius, even yeah. though the uh, U.S. office is better than the U.K. office. That being said, um, that being said, I don't know that I don't know that I agree that people only go to Disney Plus or Netflix based on the awards they win. I think it's the opposite. I think that people that have these streaming service will watch the Academy Awards to see if their favorite shows that they've already seen win. But I guess that's I, I don't have data to back that up. No, you know what I mean though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like I love, for example, Peaky Blinders. Mm, um, I love that show. You love that show? I love obviously. If I'm making something mafia based, you probably think I love that show. It's a great <laughs> show, and, and I'm I'm so sad that this is their last season coming up. Uh, so sad that uh, the actress that played uh, Polly died. I can't mm-hmm. think of her name. Um, just such a great show, and that's that's on Netflix. And I, I think I don't even know if that's won any Emmys. I don't know, um, but it absolutely should because it's phenomenal. The Emmys was mainly Euphoria. I know the Emmys and Golden Globes was mainly just Euphoria and winning everything. Have you watched Euphoria? I have not I, seen a single episode. I, I am almost done with the first season. and Everyone's already on the second season. I'm not. Uh, but it's amazing. Like These are like teen, young adults, and they look like they're older people acting. That's how good they are. Interesting. Hmm. I don't know. I, I'm afraid of watching like anything teenager last teenager content i watched was 13 reasons why oh. and that screwed me up that that i i, I haven't got i still have PT, ptsd behind that show like oh, that 100%. show kabe i'm substantially older than you and that messed me up so i'm i'm afraid like i don't know but everyone's everyone's recommending euphoria it is it does have a lot of not 13 reasons why stuff but it's very heavily based on teenagers and their life in high school and their life in college and how they're trying to find adulthood basically that's kind of mm-hmm. what the show is about gotcha is that circling back to the town mm-hmm. how old is your main character gonna be about 23 24 okay so she's already a young she's in college yeah okay she's a college student so i mean it's still gonna be a huge life change yeah i couldn't imagine like Here's your normal life, and then you get uprooted, and you go off to live with other family, and then everything just changes, changes so drastically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have your main character casted yet, or no? Yes, I have. Okay. 
It's exciting. Yeah, her name is Taylor Johnson, and she's an amazing actor. Very cool. Has she been in anything else? Anything um, she she's doing her own things. I don't know much, okay. um, but she's helping me with rewrites at the moment. Um, two of our actors um, are helping me with rewrites. Um, another friend of mine named Eric Petty. I hope I pronounced it right. I'll probably be listening on this. <laughs> um, he's doing rewrites. He's playing one of the brothers. Uh, the, there's three people, uh, three brothers. He's one of them. He's helping me with rewrites. And then there's me and another friend of ours. Uh, that's got to be awesome, too, when you have cast that's so bought in that they embody the character, the right to play the character, and that they, they come up. And they want to help you make it the best it can be. Well, the fact that they're like, all right, I, I will be this character, mm-hmm. and I feel like this would be a better, or this would just make it a better experience. Yeah. And it just becomes such a, um, a synergy of ideas and creativity. And it says a lot about you as someone that's directing this, that you are willing and open to suggestions. 100%. So that, that's great that you like listen to them and hear them and see what they're this is mine you shut up yeah i mean but i feel like that about some (laughs) stuff myself like it's like no 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 we don't want to change that i mean um when i was doing web dm um we did two takes and then all of a sudden one of the actors like i don't feel right can we do another take so i was like sure let's do one more Mm -hmm. and surprising enough we used the third take that we did to put in the film Nice. And it's always that, like, to upcoming uh, artists, it's always mm-hmm. those small suggestions that can help because you never know until the last second. It's funny. I'm thinking about um, there was a round table after it might have been Django and uh, Samuel Jackson. Somebody asked him if he ad libs at all um, or if he writes specifically what Quentin writes down. And he's like, no, 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 I ad lib, but I'm the only one. Everybody else says exactly what Quentin writes. Yeah, because I think at this point, Samuel has earned the right to ad lib in his movies. <laughs> For sure. Uh, such, I, I, I love that duo. Like, I, I'm a, he, Quentin's probably, I mean, he's easily my top five favorite directors. Oh, for um, sure, yeah. But when you have that kind of, again, that synergy, and you just trust your actors um, it, it, it's such a great collaboration. It really makes for a great project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just this awkward silence. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, like, I, I'm excited for you. As a young filmmaker, I mean, this is this is your first big project. Yes. And hopefully the first of many. And I, I can't Thank wait you. to see it. I can't wait to... Um, I, I'm excited to watch it. Like, again, I'm a big Mafia content fan myself mm-hmm. for sure. i love the idea of the the female protagonist um in washington and i think if you do it right it could be amazing it really I'm for sure for yeah the only thing i didn't like was the gaudy with uh travolta that was nobody did i had I to watch it. watch it i had to watch it because it's like zero percent are on tomato and like everyone talks a lot of nonsense like yeah. let me watch it i i, I saw the whole film because like, i have to sit through it i'm like this film doesn't even like make sense. Man. Like they cut from one time to another timeline, back to the mm-hmm. old timeline. It's just like I don't like those films where they go back and forth so many mm-hmm. times. 
flash Have forward, flashback, flash sideways like they did on There's Lost. It movies. was terrible, though. <laughs> There's some movies like The Irishman that does it perfectly, like flashbacks. Like mm-hmm. that, that movie does it perfectly. I like The Irishman. Apparently, it's all nonsense. None of it ever happened. Um, I was going to ask you if you've seen uh, on YouTube Michael Franzese. I have yes, I do. Uh, my dad is uh, my dad is uh, in the other room, and on night he watches Michael Francis at night. So he's actually going to be uh, in in New York um, coming up. I'm probably not going to go because I've seen so much of his uh, YouTube stuff. Mm-hmm. Definitely want to see uh, United uh, United United States Mafia, mm-hmm. whatever the project is with uh, uh, Sammy Gravano. Mm-hmm. But he talked about the Irishman, and he actually does um, some videos about. Movie uh, reviews, movies. yeah, yeah. Which ones are real? Which ones are not? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the Irishman's a great story, but apparently it's it's all fictitious. Well, the thing is, no one really knows because I, I I read the book. I I've done my research. No one knows who really killed Hoffa. No one knows till I this mean, day. People say, well, I. I th- the thing okay. is correct. The movie is correct. That's actually happening. He was at the restaurant. They picked him up at the restaurant. They took him to the house. That that everything is correct. That's exactly how he uh, he died. No, hundred percent. But but the character I, I forget the the gentleman Frank name. Sheeran. Yeah, Frank Sheeran. Frank Sheeran apparently was never involved in any of it though. There's yeah. There's a, I don't know. Uh, I read got, the book. <laughs> it seems like he's the Forrest Gump of that. He's um, the Patsy. Well, no, 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 no. But he just like you know how Forrest Gump was here. He was in Vietnam, and he played ping pong. And oh, all yeah. these things. <laughs> Frank Sheeran's kind of the Forrest Gump of the mafia world. Like it just—he happened to be there, but he actually wasn't. It's from what I've heard. Um, yeah, from there's... like Michael Franzese and other um, mafia people that have mm-hmm. you know made videos or spoken about it. Yeah, and then the same thing with Joe Gallo. I mean, everyone—that's exactly how he died. He was eating with his family. He just got married a few months a few months before he got shot. He was in a restaurant on his birthday, and then apparently someone came in and shot him, and then they let him out of the restaurant and they killed him. I want to say Joe Gallo was the one that actually shot um, Joe Colombo. He didn't. Um, He. He uh, he had a he had a okay that is partially true. Um, someone, <laughs> um, he hired someone to kill him. Okay, okay, and that's when he ended up in the coma and died. But I, I knew there was some mm-hmm. connection. Yeah. So um, when he, I know a lot. <laughs> you got to do research when you're doing a mafia story. Um, he went to when he went to jail. Joe Colombo met this um, African American guy, and they became really good friends. And he paid him to go assassinate Columbo. However, you never knew what's going to happen because Columbo also paid another guy to assassinate the other guy. Oh. And that is why I will always watch anything mafia related because it's so interesting. I don't care if it's real or not. Like I'm going to watch it because it's crazy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I love it. So Mr. Cave, is there anything else that, we either oh you're yeah, gonna I, do it wrong <laughs> it's, about, it's about that time i tried where we're gonna start to wrap up but we want to ask you if there's anything that we didn't ask you that you wish that we asked you that you want everyone to know about 
Um, not to my recollection, no. Unless not I mentioned, unless I mentioned something earlier to you, and I <laughs> forgot. The answer. It's like, are you on the my... stand? Or are you going to rat yourself out? <laughs> Don't be a rat. Not, <laughs> not to my the... recollection. Oh not my to God. my recollection. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I mean, Cave, we are definitely going to put your links in for the town. Well, we will add also your f- short web DM into the description so people can find you your Indiegogo because we want people to find you there and help mm-hmm. support. Mm-hmm. Um, we should, we should throw a link up there for his brother's uh, <laughs> stuff too, just because why not? <laughs> sure. I don't know. What, what do you think about that? <laughs> we talked <laughs> about this. <laughs> Tag your dad in it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. might go too far. <laughs> Tag the next door neighbor. Uh. <laughs> His dog, put the dog's name down. Yeah. The mailman, just in case, you know. You never know. You gotta you gotta go down the list. Kave, why was I tagged in this? Are you doing a mafia? What what is this? Wasn't me, wasn't me. How do you have time for this when you're in law school? I don't understand. <laughs> oh man. All right. So um We are so happy that we finally got this worked out where we yeah. could get a time and equipment that was all solid in working and we could chat. It took an hour, but I mean, it was worth it at the end. <laughs> it was definitely worth it at the end. Well, thank you so much. I mean, we will definitely be following what you're doing and we can't wait to hear what comes next. And, thank you. you know, if you're hitting your goals and your marks and just watching your progression, because we get super excited for people that we visit with and just have a vision and we love to see it come to life for that. I appreciate it. Thank so you. So we wish you nothing but success in the future and we can't wait to sit back and watch it. Mm-hmm.